We are back, baby. We are back. That's we right. are back. You are looking live. We get after it. You know, we jabber jaw. We go tit for tat. We have our little differences. Let's get funky like a monkey. And here we go. Hello and welcome to the Moose and Roots podcast. This is episode 261 of the pod alongside Matt Rooney. I am Joe Moose. So a couple things on the docket here on the 20th of July as we come to you following the Open Championship. Going to give you a little mm. recap there, what we saw, maybe what we didn't see. Uh, baseball in the second half, some pr- predictions. Our White Sox humming right into the break. But first and foremost, Matt Rooney, how the hell are you? Uh, you know, always a little bit sad when the British ends now because you know major season's over. Um, mm-hmm. But we're gonna we're gonna regroup here. Got some got some you know slower tournaments, but it'll pick right back up in, in about a month or so with the FedEx when that starts coming around again. So it's it's a little bit down that the majors are over, but it, it'll come right back for us. Yeah, and like I'm. That's what that's what makes them so good. That's what makes them. And this uh, one was good. We look forward to it was fantastic and. I was surprised almost the way that uh, the old course held up. I know they stretched it out, but mm-hmm. with, with how fast it was playing distance was sort of relative. It was whether or not you missed the bunker, you could hit a four iron 350 yards. Or you could hit a driver 360 yards. Like it, you yeah. could, it, it was a different brand of golf and the way they kind of defended the course and put pins in just like ridiculous spots. And it, the greens are always going to roll slower. Like, it was so many things that were critical of on a week to week basis on the PGA tour and it held up and provided us an awesome champion and an awesome. It was just like, it was exactly what you think about when you think of a St. Andrews tournament, like you had, it was high scoring. Yeah. But you had a big, you know, you know, we were missing getting creative around the greens. Like what were we missing? You tell me. We were missing one day of weather. I, I always fair. think that, like, that's at fair. least at least that's right. At least give me give me wind and some wetness one day of the open, but it was beautiful conditions for them. And I think that's why we saw the lowest ever score at a major. I mean, tied for the lowest ever score at a major at 20 under Cam Smith. I guess we haven't said his name yet. Cam Smith won the open championship, folks. Um, and then almost immediately rumors of, of live golf. But we'll get to <laughs> all of that. Uh, get back to your thought here on, you know, just. It was a quintessential open at the old course. And I don't know how many more of those we get. Not many. I mean, the next one's up to what? 2030, correct? But, but I'm, but I'm saying that's, it's not confirmed, but that's what everyone's saying. But I'm saying like, in terms of this course was close to being not a major test. You know, if mm-hmm. they, if they don't dial back or stop the golf ball a little bit, at least for these guys, like give them, give them, Johnny come lately or your Sunday hack, all the advantage in the world with the golf ball. It's proven that these guys need it dialed back a little bit. If you want to keep places like this, places like Marion, um, yep. like, like these historic places that are just kind of getting antiquated with time. Cause guys hit it so far. Yeah. But like, and, I, that's, and I'm not just talking about the driver. Yeah. I'm talking about all of their yardages. They hit yeah. two irons too far. They hit four irons too far. They hit wedges too far. Like, I, I yeah, we, that, we've talked about it before. I mean, we, I feel like four or five different times on this podcast that they just kind of yeah. something has to be done, whether it's deadening the golf ball, whether it's, it's probably not doing anything to the club, it's probably tweaking the golf ball for the pros. Something does have to be done, but like, I don't know as much as obviously tied for the highest score in a, in a major, but like, I don't know. It didn't feel like one of those birdie marathon type tournaments because I just felt like the no, creativity there was, out there. Yeah, exactly. Like to create exactly. how creative you had to get to make birdie 
it mm-hmm. still felt like birdie was a major reward for a lot of these guys. It and was, I think you saw that like Rory and, and obviously Cam Smith played great. And this take nothing away from Cam Smith because that back nine was absolutely mm-hmm. legendary, but you kind of saw Rory decide that he wasn't going to take a whole bunch of risk until he, you know, had kind of started to have to. And I think that's kind of what ended up costing him. He started to play a little bit more conservative around the greens, play for the play for some two putts, obviously could not get, he was, I think burned every edge on the back nine. It felt like, but, you still saw the rewards for the guys being more aggressive, even though the scores were a little bit more inflated than we're used to. Yeah. I, I want to go Rory specific in a second here, but like just to kind of round out the idea of history is worth something as well. It was such an awesome week, like yeah. to go there 600 years after the game's inception, 150th open um, Rory in the mix. It, it gave us everything that you could have asked for from an open. I just worry about the viability of, I mean, look at some of these ball speeds at the NCAAs. Those kids are going to get better and better and mm. the ball's going to get better and better. And when you're not at a place like St. Andrews, because I completely agree with you that it was thought provoking it, creativity, the up and down on 17, we're going to remember forever with one of the Cam best up and downs putting, of all time, putting it around the bunker. Like, you don't see that anywhere else but that place. And that's why it's um that's why it's special. And that's why I think they need to be careful with um with the golf ball because you want to go to special places like that. But in terms of Rory and the week that was mm. fifty four hole lead for the first time in a long time. Um we're now eight years and counting since that twenty fourteen PGA. He has been the runner, excuse me, he has top ten. 17 times since that 2014 PGA at majors and does not have a win between those dates. He had the lead, a share of the lead with Victor Hovland. You, I, I don't know. At least I felt like Victor was not going to be a factor. You're playing alone essentially on Sunday, yeah. making decisions. Like you said, very prudently, he was playing like he had a three shot lead the entire day. And mm-hmm. it's, it's like I when under- Cam tied him or got to one, Rory was still playing like he had a three shot lead. And if you think about it, like Rory, much like Tiger at majors is a front runner. I'm sure there's been instances where he's come back from behind the the whole shot at the FedEx cup to win the 10 million from the Mm -hmm. fairway. Yes. He's, he's made come from behind wins, but at the majors, like at, what was it? What did he win by 12 at, um, at Yeah. And 14, he had those, the two wins were pretty dominant. If I remember the PGA. Yeah. So like he's used to Sunday feeling that way. He had to go out there and get some. And I I don't know if he didn't have his eyes on the leaderboard, but you're idling in the right lane while Cam Smith is stringing together five consecutive birdies in the left lane. It's like, we'll see you at the winner's circle. I mean, it's it like, was, it's almost I don't know, like that, that, that frustrated me. That frustrated me a little bit. Yeah. And I like saw you tweeting about it. And I agreed about it. Like I agreed with it. It's almost like, it's almost like Rory needs to, do what got you here. Like what got you here was being aggressive, hitting, like hitting your shots, like putting yourselves in great spots and making your putts, not playing defense or going into cruise control and kind of trying to hold on for the win instead of fearing the big mistake. Like, yeah, Rory, like they, we see it too. Like when he finished the second at Augusta this year, when he plays on Sunday and has absolutely no pressure, he just goes out and says, screw it. I'm going to try and go as low as possible. Not, I'm going to try and shoot 69 or I'm going to try and shoot 70 and just kind of make my birdies when I can get them go out and play like you've been playing rounds one yeah. through three. And you're probably going to run away with it on Sunday. Even if Cam Smith has seven birdies on the back nine, like you're sort going to be fine. Just stop playing defense. It's you have nothing to lose. We're saying point. what we were going, what we were saying about the golf course, it was inevitably going to come down to like who made the putts. It always comes mm-hmm. down to who makes the putts. These guys are really, all, these guys are all in, 
such an elite level of ball striking yeah. tee to green that it always comes down to the putts. And as you said, Roy didn't make the putts on Sunday, but your percentage make your, your make percentage gets much higher the closer you are proximity to the hole. It's just how it, yeah. it's just how it works. And he was settling for 25 foot looks that were burning edges where maybe a team probably makes it. If he sees 15, it. if he sees 10, if he sees mm-hmm. inside 10, you start thinking more aggressively too. Um, you don't have to putt as defensively, but top 10 at all four majors this season for Rory. I think that when you sort of encapsulate this major season, it's got to be looked at as some sort of success, at least relative to what he's been doing. This is yeah. Rory McIlroy's best year of golf since probably 2019, 2018. He had, he had won a couple of tournaments, but I'd say this is his best golf since 2014 when it pertains to the majors. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I think so. Honestly, uh, he's been playing pretty well all year, but starting with the live people leaving, when he kind of became the torchbearer for the tour, he really started playing like the best golf, and he was the best golfer in the world. That's why you saw him this weekend be a less than 10 to 1 favorite to win the British Open. That's how well he was playing. And it seemed like he was taking that mantle of like the face of the PGA Tour and really thriving under it. And it's it's not like the, I don't want to say the confidence wasn't there on Sunday because Rory's Rory is confident. Rory believes in his game, but it's just like the game plan wasn't there. I know I keep saying it, but like, dude, do what got you here. You got here by Mm. being aggressive and going out. Like you are the most talented golfer in the world right now. Don't play defense. Don't try and settle for 70 when 65 might be out there. I know people, I I saw people bring it up, but like, it was kind of like tin cup. Like, Rory was playing like David Sims, just kind of making par par is good enough to win. And it, it kind of came back to bite him. It, it wasn't good enough to win on that Sunday. Um, I do want to watch cat thoughts. <laughs> I want to have some cat thoughts here in a moment. Just, okay. just lay up, get to it. right? Just, just lay up, like lay up and you win the U S open, you know, come mm-hmm. on. That's uh it bothers me. That's like, like, that's one of those movies. <laughs> it's one of those movies where like, you know what happens. And every time you're every time it, I you're like, still gets me just, so mad. Like, just lay up. Just take, this time he's going to do medicine. He's going to take lay up. He's going to lay up this time. Yeah. He's going to take a uh, seminar this time and win. Before nope. we get to tiger, Matt, I want to talk about uh, someone who it, it was that classic, like you had my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Cam Young has my attention. Oh my. He did he's not go away. All week long. That's that's exactly right. That's exactly perfectly said. He is a thing. Cam Young's going to win some golf tournaments. Uh, he, he might be. I heard it on another podcast, and it kind of made a little sense to me. And I don't think it's just the beard because they're completely different sizes. But like, mm-hmm. he's sort of the new DJ. And that's I get it. Dustin Johnson, multi-time major champion. What has mm-hmm. he won twenty something times on tour? That doesn't just happen overnight. I'm not comparing him to what Dustin's accomplished, yeah. but like, good in every aspect of his game boring is sin at the microphone. Like he's got some DJ to him and um, I think he's going to start winning some stuff. I, I, he was a name. It's like, I don't know. He was a name and he was popping and he was having a good season, but Eagle two at the last to leapfrog mm-hmm. the second solo. Pretty I mean, impressive. Pretty Cam impressive. Smith was never really going <laughs> to miss that putt, but like, yeah, Cam Young, what, puts, what Cam Young put some pressure yeah. on him to make that putt. He drove the green and then sank, you know, a, what was it? 15 footer? Like, that was yeah, 20, as high 20, of a pressure shot as such a high pressure shot for him. And I was talking about, I, I was in Vegas for the weekend. So doing some, some British open watching in the sports book and was with friend of the pod, Matt Seeger. And we were talking about Cam Young and we kind of kept watching. It's like, man, after that round one sixty eight, I was kind of like, that's really nice. And he's mm-hmm. going to probably finish this tournament around eight or nine. Like 
maybe have a 74 there and maybe then a couple more rounds like in the, in the high 60s. Nope. 64, 69, 71, 65. Like he went out four Unreal. shots behind or whatever it was on Sunday and shot a 65. Like he gave himself a chance to win from four shots off the lead. Like he was, could not have been more impressive. I, he went from the, a, a popular pick among like serious golf handicappers that, you know, know mm-hmm. about him because they do the research to, he's a thing. He's going to be around here for a while. And he's probably a Ryder cup guy next year. Yeah. Unbelievable. The, the things that he was able to do and like just the uh, consistency with which he stayed at the top of the leaderboard. I think that's something that we're going to have to get used to here with Cam Young, but uh, we had an emotional moment two days earlier than we would have wanted. Uh, the big cat only playing, only playing uh, Thursday, Friday, missed the I need the name of who left it, that. It, <laughs> I need the name. Sure Give me a sure name. Someone's gone back and looked at the tape, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's how we're going to remember this one is, you know, just a sort of a thin skanky uh, iron off one that rolls out into a divot. And uh, he probably wins the tournament if it didn't hit the divot on one. That's I all I'm so. saying. That's all I'm I saying. think, I think he's at <laughs> least on 18 needing birdie to tie at least. No, I think that um, fine. Birdie wins. I, for him. I I wish he I wish he would have made the weekend because it was even though he was playing poorly, it was more enjoyable to watch because he wasn't like visibly in pain. He wasn't yeah. struggling the way we saw him at Augusta. This is the best physically or the way far. we saw him at Southern Hills or the way we saw him at Brookline. It was the flat walk that everyone was talking about. It was the low hanging fruit of this is when he contends or even closer to the accident when we didn't, we didn't know when he was coming back. This is when he returns. Um, mm-hmm. Instead, we, we, we get the emotional goodbye or, or what felt like it. Now, I don't know if it is 2030 is a 56 year old Tiger Woods. Maybe he goes for the walk. You know, we, there's, yeah. we, Go on YouTube right now. There's beautiful videos of Jack making a birdie at the last, at his last, um, at his last open championship, which was, I believe at St. Andrews, uh, same thing with Arnold playing into their seven sixties and seventies at these tournaments. Um, but it's a different scenario. You're dealing with a guy in Tiger Woods who every time he laces up the skates, wants to go score a goal. Like he wants, he yeah. wants to win. Um, and I don't know if he, I don't know if he's getting more comfortable with the idea that I'm not going to win, but I'm going to be there and, I'm going to use this as a celebration. Um, maybe that's what this was this week. I don't know, but uh, it was beautiful to watch him walk over the Swilkin bridge and get that ovation um, from what many consider the most knowledgeable fans in golf and at the home of golf, it all felt right. And he had the beautiful moment with him coming up 18 and Rory going off one and Rory giving him the tip of the cap there. Um, and uh, I, I don't know, people were trying to kind of frame it as a passing of the torch, but that's a different conversation. It was, yeah, I'm, I'm not I think there that, yet. I think that I, I got everything I needed out of Tiger Woods this weekend. Yeah, it would have been nice to see him on the weekend. And I, it's weird, his tone beforehand and even our tone beforehand was like, you know, he's got a shot this weekend. And I, I quite honestly, I, I just think he had a bad weekend. I, I don't think he's completely, totally washed. But whether or not we're ever going to see him win again is a question, but as a guy who, I think he's still got a chance to be a guy that makes the cut most of the times at these majors because he's Tiger. I just think he had a bad weekend with a bad start. Um, but like his tone beforehand was like very seriously, like, yeah, like I'm here to win. Like it, somebody talked to him about retiring and he's like, no, I'm not retiring. And then after the week, not that he's retiring. Yeah, but, but even that was press. like, even that he like, go watch that video again. Go watch the video again. He he does like a sort of a verbal negotiation tactic first. He goes, who me? Yeah. You tiger. We have the microphone on your face. That's telling of someone who is considering contemplating, not sure who me, 
no, 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 not me. Like it was, I don't know. I, th- I, I, I might be reading too far into it, but um, it didn't make me feel good about how much more golf we get to us. Well, I guess what I'm saying is after the tournament, like at when, when he was doing his, yeah. his media stuff, he kind of said like, I, I don't remember what the exact question was, but his quote was pretty much like, man, just like walking 18 holes is hard. Like it's, yeah. it's not easy. And is that something that gets better the farther we get away from this injury? I don't know. Like if he's 35 when he has the entry, yeah, that's something that probably gets a little bit better at 45. Is this the best it's going to be? Is it something that a year from now, maybe it will be a little bit better. Still never back to where it was, but a little bit better. Who knows? But I think this tournament for him, I think he always had it circled as a, this is when I'm going to have a chance. Like this is when I'm going to compete. This is when I think I can be back again. And I think this was a little bit of an eye opener of like, man, like, I don't know if that's happening again. Like I'm going to, I'm going to yeah, try might, I think we're still to see him, but like, I think this was his realization moment. Uh, now when the masters rolls around next year and tiger's head, is he going to think he's going to win? Absolutely. <laughs> Cause that's who tiger woods is. But I think this was a little bit more of a realization for him this weekend. Yeah. I, um, again, the extent of the injury to that leg, it, it still hasn't been like fully disclosed. We've put it this way. We have for the last, let's say 2008, the last 13 years, we have contemplated the, uh, the legitimacy of Tiger is back. And mm-hmm. whether that was back from scandal, back from back injury, back from substance issues, back, whatever he was coming back from. So many times we've asked, like, is Tiger back? I, I, think, I think that this is, this is as back as he's going to get is being at the tournaments and fooling around with the guys and mm-hmm. getting the ovation. And those are all moments he deserves as well. Like we, I, I, I don't know. We have to like apply a different expectation to him. Finally, you know, a, a lot of people changed their expectation over the last 13 years at different points and people wrote him off, but I think it's time to ask nothing of Tiger Woods. Yeah. I just, I think we said the same thing once we saw after the injury, but like everything from here on out, really anything, everything from after he won the masters in 2019, it's just bonus. Like it's bonus. Whatever we get is great. He could have retired after 2019 and it would have been in my eyes, the greatest career, the greatest 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 career, the greatest retire, everything. Everything we get here is bonus. If we see him at some point in the future at Augusta, where he's four shots off the lead going into Sunday and we maybe have the chance where he's in the, the fifth tee time wearing red, man, that would be awesome. But like, if we don't get that again, like I just think this, this, you still this get the tournament especially was like, you know, he's going yeah, to the champion. He's still going to be there. <laughs> and uh, in sometime in the way distant future, he's going to be hitting some, some starter tee times and they're the, you know, the, the opening starter um, on Thursday mornings. And that's going to be great too. But like we saw 2019 <laughs> and that's, that's just, that's, that's, probably going to be the greatest golf moment of my lifetime and ever, whatever, whatever we get after that. Awesome. Great. And if there's nothing, that's fine too. Just as long, every time we get to see him, you know, take advantage of it, cherish it. And, and it's a more accessible tiger too, which I think there's something to be said for. Yes. Um, he seems like a better for as well, which is still, uh, I still selfishly hope they had the cameras rolling throughout the whole rehab process, because I think people really, they don't have, I don't think anyone has a grasp of like his leg shouldn't be there right now, you know, yeah. like to be, to let alone be playing golf at a major championship. Again, let's, let's shift the bar here a little bit, but let's also uh, shift gears here, Matt. Any final thoughts on maybe not even, maybe not even the open championship, but 
for the first time in the history of the sport, all four major champion trophies uh, lay, lie in the hands of 20-somethings. Uh, everybody younger than 30 years old right now, your current major champions. Uh, I know it's recency bias, but it was such an entertaining major championship season. Maybe the PGA was a little bit meh until the final hour of that um, – Mito Pereira meltdown and JT making birdie and then the playoff JT driving the green on the second playoff. So it got good, but maybe the tournament wasn't great. But outside of that, like awesome tournaments, awesome venues and really, really talented champions that we should celebrate. There hasn't been a, there hasn't been a stinker major and no disrespect, but like there hasn't been a Danny Willett um, in a while. There hasn't been like, this has been the, the big fellas bringing home major championships for like the last three years. Golf, I think we we have luckily been able to talk about it for a while now, but golf is just in great hands. And it seems yeah. like every year, whether it's, you know, Cam Smith kind of ended last year, early this year, kind of jumping himself into that upper echelon, whether it's what Cam Young kind of looks like now, whether it's Rory taking kind of the next step as a veteran, whether it's Patrick Cantlay, Scotty Shuff, or Jordan Speed, like they have gone from – you know, four or five names at the top that we thought might rotate to being, you know, the best, you know, going through spells of being the best player in the world to like, there's seven, eight, nine, ten guys that are good enough to carry golf for like a year, to be the guy in golf for a year if they get hot. And it's just, it's a great spot for the game of golf for the majors to be in. Um, it really is. And I think that the, the four guys that emerged from these contests really, were worthy champions and it's because of, say just like, like, like you said, yeah, the depth and talent, the, um, the parody in the sport. And I, I don't know, I, I don't want to get into a conversation about live right now, but like I don't you lose some of that parody, you lose some of that parody when you lose viable names. And I'm glad that Cam Smith has not been announced as a convert just yet. Uh, yeah. If that's coming, it's coming. If it's not, I don't know. He's been pretty, outspoken in the past about not wanting to go over there. And then you get handed the, the claret jug in the shadow of the building that makes the rules in front of the fans of the game. Maybe it makes you sit down and think, I don't know, mm-hmm. but um, it was a great major championship season. We take a breather now and then FedEx cup playoffs, which I think I love more a little bit than the next guy. I don't know. I've, I've enjoyed I like it. I just, so. I just don't love the format. I just, just I don't, I don't with the yeah, just like the, Hey, like yeah. you ha- I don't like the head starts. You got a head start. Yeah. I, I don't love the head starts, but other than that, it's I hard can, for my brain. Exactly. Uh, I, I can't, <laughs> I'm, I'm not very smart, Joe. I'm not a math uh, guy. Well, let's talk numbers maybe. And oh, 46 God. and 46, I believe is where the, uh, South Siders stand at the halfway point. With and some momentum. To be honest with you, with, with what happened two weeks ago, I am so happy last week happened to, again, build a little momentum and shine a little sunshine on this ball club. Um, I feel like I just continue to open myself up to disappointment, and that's all that they've really handed us here. Uh, a, an in-vogue pick to not only win the AL, but to win the World Series. And outside of the Blue Jays, maybe the biggest disappointment thus far. But like you said, momentum. Uh, one of the easier schedules in baseball in the second half. You see a lot of Tiger. You see a lot of uh, you see a lot of the Tigers. You see a lot of the Royals. Still got and, Tiger um, on the brain. Still got Tiger on the mind. Um, but uh, I don't know. I'm cautiously optimistic about them. At least making a surge enough to steal a wild card spot and then maybe be the team nobody wants to see. 
I think they have a better chance at the division just because I think the Twins are going to take a step back, and I think we started to see them take a little bit of a step back. Cleveland kind of started to take a little bit of a step back. They were, I think, two and eight. And what, their it's last only four 10. right now, I think. It's three now. The, that, that's that, that Sunday that Sunday win where they won what was like 11 yeah, yeah. to nothing. That was massive because three Huge. is still a, a hill to climb, but like three looks a lot better. Three coming off a win looks a lot better and feels a lot better than five coming off a loss. You're 500 you instead of two under. Yeah. Like a lot, it, that's a, that's, that might be a, the, the win you look back on. The, the yes. one you circled. Of now, like, oh, remember that? That was that was pivotal. They need to bookend that with uh, – they got Cleveland for four here, I believe it is. I think it's another three mm-hmm. days with a doubleheader, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe it is just four in a row. Um, they need to come out and take another three out of four. Like, they they luckily salvaged that split after – like, after they lost those opening two in Cleveland, I was ready to burn everything down, and hats off to them. They – they rallied, they won the last two there, and then they obviously took three out of four in Minnesota. That momentum needs to build through Cleveland because they're still going to have to win some big games against Minnesota and Cleveland. And if you go into those games in September that, you know, thinking and not having beaten them, not having had success against them, having them be in your head, we know this team lets things like that get in their head. This series is very big for them. They have to go out and take, you know, three out of the four. Uh, we got to see our... Our studs on display a little bit. Hendricks appeared. Uh, I love Liam Hendricks. Turning a nice double play. Yeah, a mic'd up Liam Hendricks is like an FCC violation waiting to happen. Uh, so uh, he, he did he did keep didn't it. Didn't swear this year. It on, How about that? No, kept, it, kept it on the rails. Uh, but no, he is, he's a joy to listen to. I really enjoyed some of those aspects of the game. Like you had John Smoltz calling back foot sliders for uh, Alec Manoa. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's because it was the only show in town. I enjoyed dish the all-star game it just got very i mean the nl didn't have a hit from the second to the seventh inning so yeah it got kind of boring necessarily the, the fireworks that you're looking for um but uh i don't know i did I you, really how much know how you, did you watch that. how much uh, yeah it's it is what it is like it's the midsummer classic you're playing a baseball game it's the best pitchers in the world which i would argue have an advantage on the best hitters in the world regardless mm-hmm. um and that's especially what now you're yeah get. The the All Star Game has gone under the total, and yesterday it was seven and a half, I believe. That close five of the last six years. Five of the last six, uh, thirteen, two and one over the last sixteen years. So like the a- big the sample, AL's big sample is, size, you don't see runs. The AL's yeah, the win streak AL- and success is a wild like it. It's like it's, it's it has to be like an anomaly at this point. Like I don't I don't understand it. Both teams are really good. They're both all-star teams. I don't know how the AL keeps like, you know, has this 15 out of 16 and eight in a row streak or nine in a row streak live, especially now that the NL has DHs and can attract, you know, just hitters only. Um, it's wild to me that this streak is, so is, is what it is. I asked Jim Bowden that question last night. He was at the stadium doing our wrap up. And I was like, mm-hmm. like, can you point to anything in particular of like nine straight is not happenstance. It's not like, you don't flip a coin nine times and it's heads nine times in a row. It doesn't happen. If this yeah. is, a, if this is supposed to be a coin flip the way Vegas had it, uh, you know, the way we see it with the talent on both sides, it's like, but it's not a coin flip. It's a, it's the American league is, and has been the power league. If you look at the numbers by, by not like factors, but like, more power comes out of the American league historically than it did out of the national league. And those numbers might shift as the sample size grows into the future. And you do see a DH in the NL that, that could change, but like, we're still, we're, this is still the 
reality of the situation here is that mm-hmm. AL hits the ball, AL hits more home runs on an annual basis, AL hits for higher average on, on an annual basis, and that's what you're seeing here. I, but that kind of completely contradicts what I said about pitching and pitching being better than the hitting, but it's, it's, it's a, it's the power division and it's a power game these days. That's how it was explained by Jim Bowden last night, at least. Now I want to get to a little bit of a national topic, one that you're probably quite familiar with since you're, you're out there in, in Yankee land. Um, Aaron judge I saw was asked about, you know, thoughts about coming back to the Yankees contract negotiations, whatever, and gave a very non-answer um, no, to anything. I'm more. I don't, I'm not really looking into the interview because it's it's midseason and he's not thinking about that. Look at the question. We'll about don't even look at, like the question was such a leading. It was terrible. Yeah. Was terrible. Was but like, more, more what a I young man in the Bronx. Yeah, it's like what are you going to know? Him? And like, what nothing. are you going to tell right. him about you maybe not being a Yankee forever? It's like but the Yankees will always be fine. Yeah, it's like they got <laughs> what, a lot, what they got is a lot though, of good players. What is the feel amongst the Yankee faithful with Aaron Judge? Do they think is it is it more no. of a we dropped the ball? We should have we should have brought him back. Is it a he's gone? Is it a kind of in between? Like I think we still have the best no, chance. No, it's, it's both. It's both of those things. They believe okay. that he's gone, and they believe that Ka- Brian Cashman's dropped the ball on it. Um, which I, I, if if you're letting that guy go, then that other statement is true as well. Yeah. Um, yes, it might cost you forty eight million dollars a year at this point. It, Probably will cost you that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it, and what was it, 31 in the offseason that he passed up on? That's what they had. I believe so, yeah. That, that was the information that, that right, was leaked. Yeah. Like, yeah, yesterday's price is not today's price. Aaron Judge might win the MVP. He might lead the Yankees to a World Series. And he might hit more home runs than Roger Maris. You're going to have to pay him a, a half a hundy. Like, that's just how this goes. And this is this is your bed to, to sleep in now. This is now, the bed, yeah, I'm this not is the reading bed into it. I, I don't believe that he's gone 100% just yet, despite those like lukewarm comments, because he's, he's a Boris guy. It's give, give no ammo. Like they're, they're, no one's going to say, I want to be a Yankee. No one's going to say, I want any, anything other than I want 50 million a year. That's the only mm-hmm. thing that they're going to say. So I think he's very much on the like defer, say something that um, doesn't give the team any ammo or doesn't blow any of mine. Yeah. I think which is, he, I thought he handled that exactly. Like he handled it the right way. That was, the right answer to what but was I, a pretty terrible think, question. I do think the Yankees, um, as a fan base, they're despite twenty-seven rings, they're uh, they're eternal fatalists. That like something's going to go wrong. What do um, you think as a non-Yankee fan living in New York? About, do you think he's do you, about Judge? Do you think he's gone? Do you think they will actually pay him? Do you think someone's going to outbid them? I'd say seventy thirty. He's gone because, um, like, I know. I know it's all about the money as it should be with him, especially if they do go ahead and get, get a world series this year and he's done everything he can do in New York. Like it would suck and Yankee fans would hate him, but there's a guy across town that would, it's not going to lose a bidding war for him. Yeah. I don't see, I don't see that happening. I, I that would be a big middle finger, but I also think that like, if he might be a middle finger, wants, but if it's $550 million, I think, I think that a big reason no. No, yeah, the, the money's going to determine where he goes, but I think the big reason that he that we have these in, this inkling that he wants to leave is because he wants to go to, he wants to be in LA, whether that's an oh, Angel okay. or a Dodger. He's a he's an LA guy. I think that that's sort of what his um, I, I think that would be his biggest motivating factor. If I from from the outside looking in, that would be his biggest motivating factor in going somewhere else would be to get to LA. Okay, that's fair. So you think he's you think he's bound for the West Coast? I think he's a Dodger. Okay. Oh. 
Yeah. Where are they? Yeah. Because, but yeah, but they're going to, but yeah, some of that money's coming off the books soon. They're not going to be paying these guys forever. Like they're just going to continue to have the highest payroll and have big names and have big bats and hope that it gets them a world series. And it could this year. I mean, they're it's from four to one. The Yankees are four to one. Point. If you, if you could promise me Yankee Yankees Dodgers right now, like sign me up 10 times. I, I'm a hundred percent in for that series. I'm out. White Sox. You're out. White Sox because of White Sox. Well, yeah, yeah, that would, yeah. but that's just like I know. I, mean, I, I can know. guarantee myself a great series, and that would be a phenomenal World Series. Houston, LA, or Houston. Who else is good in the NL? Mets. St. Louis. Here, this is yeah, Houston. I guess I, I could get it. I take the Mets. I, I would take. I would take if Degrom is healthy. All right, give well, me Scherzer and Degrom in Game One of any series. Let's do it. You uh, you give me your you give me your World Series matchup. Who is it? Oh God! Um, I'll head. I just did. Yankees, Harder head. Dodgers, Yankees, Dodgers. The confluence of all thoughts. <laughs> I am gonna go. I think the I, I, I think the Mets get there this year. I think I'm, I'm banking on a healthy Jacob Degrom, uh, but I think it's going to be the Mets. Hell, let's go with the White Sox. Can, I'm going to do it. White Sox, Mets. Let's go, Mets. White Sox, White Sox, Mets. Series. The, the two mirror images That's of each it. other. That's it. The younger or the the stepchild with the, with the yeah. city stepchild. Um, that would be a fun series. Just as long as you could promise me that it's Sox, Yankees, and the ALCS, and we win, and it's Dodgers, Mets in the NLCS. Because I think both those of those would be electric well. series. I would love. I, I would so. love all of that. All right, so we figured out baseball's problems, Matt. You got anything else to get to here? Mailbag, anything else for the people before we say goodbye? You know, we got a couple mailbags that we're going to get to in the coming weeks here, but uh, I think we did it. I think we got enough for today. Um, All right. uh, we got it. We do have a couple good ones, though, that I want to get to from, from frequent mailbag sender of the pod, Rob Gallick, and a couple else around. Uh, we're going to get to Fre- good I ones. Think, I think that's. I think that's frequent bag mailer is what what would be the proper ter- terminology there. That yeah, we'll we'll take bag, that bag mailer. Um, and then coming up at some point, going to have to figure out the time change. But I'm going to have to do a, we're going to have to do a Scotland pot. I'm going to be in Scotland on a golf trip. Wow. Um, that's that, that is a somewhat of a flex. You unfortunately will not be there, but I think you'd be a great mediator for a. That was uncalled uh, for, for. That was uncalled I, for. That, that was I think, that, I think for. that we would. I think we would have said that I was going to be there. I think you, you would have said we. Are going to be in Scotland. I said unfortunately. I said unfortunately. So I said it's unfortunate. But context: people knew that I wasn't going to be in Scotland, no, Matt, because you said I'm going to Scotland. I am going to. I am going to Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very happy for you. Moose we can make it. If we can make it work, I'd love to have you. I'd love to have you mediate a, 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 a golf trip. Uh, course review session live from Scotland while you just uh, ask, ask some questions and uh, try to keep some maybe overindulged people off the rail or on the rails, excuse me. And and maybe I uh, maybe I learn how to play the bagpipes in the end. I would like we'll that. We'll see. We'll see. Could, could uh, but that is going to do it for the Moose and Runes 261. Uh, thank you for tuning in to the podcast. For Matt, I am Joe. Matt, say goodbye to the people. Later. May God give you for every storm a rainbow, for every tear a smile, for every care a promise, and a blessing in each trial. I swear I've seen a lot of stuff in my life, but that was awesome. Chicken on the steak was phenomenal.